0: on the
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Open All Ours, the podcast for QPR fans, by QPR fans, and then tonight we've got a member cast of players, QPR fans. And hopefully it'll work. I'm hoping. It's going to be a complete disaster, but we'll go for it anyway. First of all, Charlie, our newest member. How are you, big man? you all right? That is Charlie Wise to the public.
2: I'm very well, thank you. How uh, How's things, Paul?
1: I could win, but no one cares. No point. <laughs> no, nah, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. We've got Sean Walsh, a fellow South Africa Road person. Charlie, where do you sit, by the way?
2: I sit in PE Block, Upper Loft.
1: All right, okay. Nice so noisy, loft. yeah. Sean, yours, yeah. Africa Road. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. It's a very interesting interviewing technique you have where you introduce my name and then ask Charlie a question. It's I really like this sort of this new way of doing
1: things. John, you've known me for quite a while. If you haven't realised I'm an absolute trap by now, you never will. Carry on. <laughs> yes, well, thank you. Happy to be here. Brilliant. Um, Mark, when you buying tickets at QPR before you... Oh yeah, Mark Bertram, everyone. Welcome, Mark. Yeah. Um, in Waterford, how's the accent going along?
3: Yeah, it's great. I've still got the Canadian one, as you can tell. It's hard to lose.
1: Ah, I hear you, big Mark. Now, listen, <laughs> when you went to Rangers and you paid, obviously, where was your family's season tickets?
3: Well, when we were younger and my dad could fit me and my brother all in the turnstile together and he could pay for one ticket, <laughs> it was South Africa Road. But then when we got too big to squeeze us all in, we then went up and loft.
1: I knew that question was going to go badly wrong. As soon as I oh, asked it.
3: No, it did. Oh well, <laughs>
2: what block? What block?
1: <laughs> and what? we also have sorry, but we also have Harrison Dunk, who I believe was Ellsley Road. Is that right, Harrison? In-
4: indeed, yeah. Um, probably since I could walk, so.
1: Yeah, probably about that will be twenty five years, I reckon at least. Flip a deck, mate. Do you want to, Mark? Do you want to feel old? Do you want to feel old, Harrison? I, I'm, I've researched this. Right, has done a degree in sports education, and you're doing a degree in law. Is that right, Harrison? Yeah,
4: um, well, I'm halfway through, so I can't say I'm qualified, but I'm trying. I'm trying but
1: anyway. He's a very educated man. And whose name did you have on the back of your shirt as a child, Harrison? I did have Birch on the back of one of my shirts.
3: Oh, see? intelligent lad! Just just <laughs> <of hair>. He's <laughs> not doing—he's not doing media studies or any stuff like that. <laughs> stuff. Intelligent. You can't can right You
4: know, what, I did actually have Clark Carlisle as well. So, Matt. Like, okay,
3: you're letting yourself down, <laughs> you let down <laughs> <like>, Harrison. <all." laughs>
5: <laughs> oh dear. So, by, the way,
1: by the way Harrison, what was it like having your testimonial for Cambridge against Rangers last week? Was it, was it weird? Oh, it was unbelievable to be, to be honest
4: because um, every sort of cup game I've always looked and just prayed we got QPR and my, my dad's always prayed and we've never gone, not even in like the first leg of the car like Carling Cup on anything so to get it, it was to, when they told me they'd organised it I was, I was over a million
1: to be honest. It, 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 looked, it looked pretty special, mate. You looked like you uh you enjoyed it as well. And yeah, I have to say, you played very well as well. I got an assist for Rangers as well, didn't I? So it, yeah, you right. <laughs> he just, he just literally stole my next line. I, 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 I thought if I said it first.
5: Not
1: good. <laughs> Charlie, help me out here.
2: Well, I mean, I, I don't want you feeling left out, uh, Paul. Where is it you sit? You know, you've gone around the team, and I think you know. We don't want you feeling too left out as well.
1: On a seat, mate. Great. No, I'm just. <laughs> Thank you very near, much for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm South Africa Road as well, but I'm G Block, so I'm I'm near the the loft. I used to be when I was a kid. I used to stand in the lower loft, and then I sat in the lower loft. So I've only I've only sat in Elsley once, and it was like being in a different ground. I don't know if anyone's ever done that, but it's very strange because you see a completely different ground in Elsley, bat mm. side, than you do in South Africa Road. And I was in the school end last year for the one two games that we were in, and that's just to sit the same place, Mark, where they put Chelsea fans. It wasn't a nice experience.
5: <laughs>
1: Can you imagine legs? Like, so, anyway, before we go on to talk about QPR, Mark, what the hell's happening with what? You go over there, they're bottom of the league, they're struggling, and you
3: turn into Moses. It's yeah, it's gone alright to be fair. I can't complain. Like when I when I took over, they didn't actually. Well, I took the job because everyone said don't do it. And so that's the worst thing she'd say to me. They said, don't do it. You've got no chance. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I didn't really want to do it. And then when they said that, I thought, right, I'll show them. Went over. But what they didn't tell me when I first took the job, that the players were in 14 days locked down a quarantine. So then I couldn't see the players. I had to do my quarantine when I got here. So literally we had a day and a half uh, to get the players together. We only had 15 players that was allowed out of quarantine. And okay. three of them goalkeepers, and then we had them for three games in a week, and we was unlucky to be there. We lost, we lost three, but we done alright. And since then, managed to get them fit, managed to get them to buy into what I want to do. And we've added some players, and we've done alright. And now we're the form team in the league at the minute. But that can all change in football, you know that, Paul. <laughs>
2: right. What was your What was your initial thoughts? And you got that phone call of. Uh, Walter, Waterford um, Arsenal. I thought you. they said Watford. I was buzzing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah, local. And then, yeah, I just thought, what else am I going to be doing in the summer except watching the Euro? So I might as well go over there and see what I can do. And you know what? I, always, I did believe in myself, think we could turn it around, I managed to get a good assistant manager, David Bell, that's been over here a long time. And I'd believe in what I believed in and how it should play. And you take inspiration for good managers who work with and especially bad managers that you played for of how not to do it. And the main thing is just trying to get a group of players wanting to play for you and believe in what you do. Get fit, get organised, get some teams for it and hopefully you can turn it around, which we have. And I think I think the last eight games we won 6 was it 1-6... One, one, Drawn two, no, last nine games. One, six, drawn two, and lost one. So it's been all right. We've got a chance. We look, we're just out of the relegation zone now. It's a long way to go. I think we've got fourteen games left, but hopefully we can stay out.
1: Uh, you say good and bad managers. Right. You know what I'm going to yeah, ask you? I should have said that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you lose, what manager have you have would you blame for that? And when you're flying, who you blame who you going to give the credit to?
3: No, I, I just think. Uh, you, Ian Holloway is so close to me, he's like family. And I too, not his sayings, but I do, I, I, I've gleaned I've a bit off him. And he, some, he was tactically more aware than people gave him credit for. But just the best thing about him and Neil Warnock, whichever what you say about managers, if you don't have a squad of players that believe in you and want to play for you, you've got no chance. You could be the best tactical manager in the world, like other managers. Go for tactically in-depth analysis and stats, and you do this, and you can do you can do catalogues on this is how we're going to play. If you ain't got the players that believe in you and want to play for you, then it's pointless. And out of the two managers that I've worked for and played for, they got that right. They got a squad of players wanting to play for them, and then you're halfway there.
0: But 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 Birch, when you when you say that that the players, you know, you've got them, you've got them believing in you. What what is that? What is that belief when you know you use that word? Is it like you know you've got them agreeing with your tactics, or is it like there's a that when you say you're going to go out and win, there, you know that there's a belief in that where sometimes a manager will say you know we're going to go out and do this, and you think well this isn't going to work.
3: The belief is I told them what I expected out of them. I told them what was going to happen. Results wouldn't go right at the start. We had a spare week. I was. Took them in a dark place of a preseason, running them really hard mentally, and just told them this is what's going to happen game by game. And luckily, if it comes off, then you're a genius. If it don't, you're an idiot. And but <laughs> I think, I think, well, it is like managing, yeah, the, coaching, playing is fifty percent luck. It is. I don't care what anyone yeah. says, but because I've said to the players, and that this was going to happen, and they believed in it, and it was just their effort. Like you can't. You can only work on your performance, and that's all you're control of. Results you can't control. Results because someone might smash in the forty yard, or the ref might have an absolute stinker, which is every other game out here. And <laughs> then, it you kill, it, then it kills the <laughs> results. Like you can just you can focus on your performance and perform how you you want to play in and out of possession, and then hopefully results will turn turn their way. But the, we got a good hungry young squad, we had the youngest squad in the league, average age of 21, then the owners have made, have brought in some experience, so the spine of the team, and then we're reaping the rewards and that, but as I said, we've got a long way to go, but again, football's 50% luck, so hopefully and we've got to get some decisions soon. I'm not moaning at the rest before I start. <laughs> but, but in 16 games, we've had 70 penalties, uh, seven penalties given against our six red cards, compared to one <laughs> compared to one penalty for us and one red card for them. So it's got to right. I'm a believer is gonna turn around soon.
1: So basically, what you're saying that your team is ill-disciplined and give away a lot of penalties. Oh not mind like you've got crazy One
3: of would be nasty. But what we're getting sent off for? I don't think one of them's been a
1: How many times were you sent off, Mark?
3: Seven, I think. Never seven. Got for yeah, never got booked for dissent ever.
1: Well, that's <laughs> lucky. Isn't it? we sent off seven times, but different for calling the referee a wanker.
3: Yeah, I know exactly. But no, I, I needed my bookings for tackles, so I couldn't ever waste them on kicking the ball away or, or the set. And my team know that they shouldn't do that.
1: Well, Harrison, you're a midfielder. How many times have you been sent off? I've had two, and they- I wouldn't agree with
4: either. Of them, to be fair, but it is. <laughs> um, I think one of them was when I was like really young. And I- Sort of, you know, when you win the ball, but you kind of two foot it. And because enough, I'm <laughs> yeah. I've
3: never, a, I've never hand on my heart, never done a two foot. You can do it, you can do just as much damage with one foot.
5: So, <laughs> yeah. you
3: don't beat <laughs> off with two foot. That's stupidity. Yeah. The, 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 the thing
1: going back to managers, and then I'm going to let Charlie come in, but going back to managers, I tend to, if I have a bad day, I call it a Mark Hughes day. If I have a brilliant day, I call it a of sex day. So, you haven't given me the answer yet, Mark. Who was your worst manager? You know, i
3: saying that, like, Mark Hughes was probably most tactically aware. He, he got the sports yeah. science department going. He, he got it professional. But he didn't have the main thing. Like I said, he didn't have a group of players playing for him. So, yeah. uh, I got on really well with Mark Hughes as a, as a guy. And, like, he had some really good ideas. But again, if you... You've got to get your... Tra- the two main things, you've got to get your transfers very well if you haven't got too many. If you get bad transfers, you'll get a bad team and you've got to get the team playing for you. So that probably didn't work for him on that side of it. But but my idol, even growing up, even I was younger, but looking back, was Terry Venables. And An yeah. the character of a, a, a persona or a character, but tactically aware. And I just think he, he was the best and I've tried to Borrow stuff of him as well, not on the business side of stuff. I'll try to keep that. <laughs> <laughs> but even as a coach, that was my hero. I just,
2: wanted to, I just want to ask from all the sort of see my language, the shit show that we saw at QPR and, and the time you were there, but that obviously wasn't down to yourself, sort of the managerial phases we went through. Yeah. Is there anything throughout that period that you've seen with your own eyes? And, you know, people say you learn from your mistakes, but again, I'm making the point that it's not your mistake, it's mistakes of others. Have you thought, Jesus Christ, that's something I'd never do, or that's something that um, I'd, I'd really try and avoid that you kind of apply to your managerial style <laughs> now?
3: Yeah, I, it's your recruitment. You've got to do due diligence on mm. players, not just like their stats, but you've got due diligence of the players, what, what his. Values are like what his mould is moles like, what what is like as a player off the pitch because that's more important than on the pitch. Because mm. you do, you uh, they say a bad apple can rot the, the whole cart. Well, we had about 15 in the squad, at that
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, the squad. <laughs> I agree with that,
4: but I agree with that. Big time. I think, um, yeah, so- since you have a couple that sort of can a couple that can just split the change room, it, you you'll lose it. And then once you get little groups and it starts manifesting, then, you well, get, then the problem starts.
3: Yeah, but in your recruitment, the best, the best teams police themselves in the dressing room. The two good teams that I played in was at Millwall where we had Neil Harris, Stephen Reed, Tim Cale, Lucas Neal, Richard Sadler, like loads of us, like Paul Eiffel. We policed ourselves. The manager never had to discipline anyone. We controlled the dressing room and you go to the QBR team that we had and then we had me, Kev Furlong, Gareth Ainsworth, Danny Shitwood, Clark Carlisle, like all captains. Like now you're struggling to find a captain. You do, like, Who do I give the armband to? Back, back then, and we controlled the dressing room. Ian O'Reilly was like the... He was like the grandparent, really. He didn't have to discipline anyone. He was just saying well done to everyone because we would, we would control the fines, we would control everything. And then we got promoted. And then when we went through where we was the majority, and you had to bind if they signed a player, they had to bind to our way in the dressing room, or they'd be out. When we went up and through the Palladini era, and then he started to sign other players. You don't become the majority. You become the minority, and then it all goes. And then the the whole ethos of the dressing room goes. So you only got to sign three or four that are not buying into it. It's more, going back to Ian Holloway, it's more important to keep the players out of the team happy than the ones in the team. Normally, the ones that are in the team and playing, it's the squad players and the subs. And if you treat them right and keep them happy, then they they control the mood of the training ground, really.
1: I must admit that, that the team that we went down with Mark Hughes, it didn't seem like they even liked each other. didn't mind anything else. And unlike the, the, the days that you know, how you know, we we watched. The, I mean, Harrison's younger than me, and so was Charlie. But that 2004 team, there was such unity in it. It was frightening. It, you, you guys seemed to want to run through brick walls for each other.
3: Yeah, and but that's. But that's down to recruitment as well. And then, to be fair, they was good at that. Uh, Kenny, Jackie, in all the way, they, they recruited players that knew that would gel together. And, and I, I mentioned them two teams, on Mill team and the QPR team. We're all still good mates now. We meet up twice a year. That's like the Mill and the QPR lads. And when we get together, it's just like you've never been away. And we're all on the WhatsApp group, all still friends. And that's, that's when you know you've been in a good team.
1: Do you, is it, what's it like, that Harrison, in the, in the modern game? Like, is it is it still is, is the dress room still the same, or is it is it is it more um, aware of these things?
4: Uh, I think to be honest, the two years we've I've been promoting, ten years I've been at Cambridge, were the two best dressing rooms in that we're all mates. You could sit next to anyone in like say at lunch or whatever it is on the coach. You could sit next to anyone, be and just be all mates. But Whereas some years you'll have lads that just you you, you just wouldn't even want to sit next to because they'd all be very clicky. It'd be very clicky and then it just manifested and then it was kind of like end of season. You didn't even want to, you'd almost delete their number as soon as, do you know what I mean? It was one of those mm. ones where, and it kind of showed on the pitch massively, just dead seasons that went nowhere. So one day, I think just it's like Just you just want to keep... Um, Happy change room, it's a happy team, and it shows on the pitch.
3: But it's it's so odd, it is so hard nowadays for you to have characters. You look at our QBR team, I'd say half us would be arrested every other week. The way we went out, <laughs> <laughs> now on social media, you, it used to be. Uh, if you drink together, you win together type mentality. And but that's the way but now you can't get away with anything. And like it makes you laugh. The same people on it, the same people now, if they see a player out drinking, moaning these a disgrace, and then they talk about they're drinking with Stan Bowls on a Friday night and how good they were, and it's brilliant back then. And they don't now it's completely different. And players it's half a blaze, but we, with me and Ian on the way, we used to like the lads go and go out. It's a Tuesday, you can have Wednesday off, and then come in on the Thursday, and it's like, so like, what do you do? What would you get up to? And they're like, oh no, we went out for a meal, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, but, but uh, no, 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 it was like no, no, no we went out, for, we went out for a meal, and it was like, what? And they said we can't because people have got camera phones, and that, and like. It's, it is, it's so yeah, hard like,
4: It's man. changed. I mean, nights out and uh, just even in the 10 years I've been in Cambridge, just way tamer, way tamer. It's, yeah, it's more yeah. dinners, just like going for drinks, trying to find anywhere that you wouldn't kind of get noticed or <laughs> could get in trouble because it's just not worth it anymore.
1: So, you've seen Mark, it, was there a time at QPR, I, I've heard this story, I don't know if it's true, that you helped young players escape through windows with Kevin Gallant and got caught? And blame the youngsters, or is that just a myth?
3: Absolute rubbish. I'll never come yeah. through, it it'd, it'd be fire exits. So there you go. <laughs> I, I, I did hear a rumour that the, the, the um I
1: can't remember who it was that got blamed for it, but I did hear a rumour that you got caught one night on a curfew and you blamed the youngster, which is which is the best way of doing it, I suppose.
3: No, if, if we'd have blamed anyone, it'd probably been Marcus Bean. So, not really. I think him. it was so Marcus
1: Bean.
3: <laughs> and there we go, that's You told us. No. And when, when you say me and Kev, I, I would never have done that. I would have taken it on the chin and jumped on the bomb, but he would have definitely thrown someone under the bus. So, he would have
5: thought <laughs> Marcus
1: Bean. Just a quick question for Harrison, if you don't mind. When you say you had Mark Birch in the back of your shirt, did they run out of Kevin Gallum once? my dad wanted Gallon on the back, to be fair.
4: But, Charlie, um, I think I just got it for the the Mo'ik and blue and white haircut. To be honest, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I'm being a fellow midfielder.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Do you know what? It's it's weird, isn't it? I was thinking about this the other day, Sean, and Charlie. You know, you sort of think about this the season, the start of the season, and stuff. And I'm just wondering how many podcasts, how many fans can have such affection for players like someone like Mark who's a fan, Kevin's a fan. We seem to always, we're lucky with people who, I know Harrison hasn't played for QPL, but we're lucky we had that squad as well, didn't we, of, of fans that were players as well, you and Kev, and, you know, really Lee different. Talking,
3: Yeah, but Paul got stuck You talk about me and Kev of being fans. We weren't, we were fanatics. Like, people yeah, say really fans. That. Like, I say Albert Domers a fan, which, because he was our local team and he made me watch us once or twice. Me and Kev, <laughs> You're talking about. I didn't miss a home game. we go away home and away. Bunk school on a Tuesday to go to an away game. Like, with, yeah. me and my brother used to test each other on the bus on the way to school in the season's results. Who scored what, going in what minute? I mean, a
0: bedroom. Uh, but that, that, that you could, you know, the blue and white hair, and obviously, you know, through the the, the press and everything, and, and we all knew that. You were you were supporters of the club, and we knew how much you cared. That spread around the stadium. The knowledge of that, the fact that we knew how much you cared, and we believed you. you know, when, the, when the ball went in the back of the net, it wasn't. There it, it was more to it than than just your regular player that's happy to score. I think it was sort of that had an effect on us. Then, then obviously that then went back at you because the atmosphere would have been, been more energetic for you. It was. It was just such an incredible time. I think that I can't imagine it ever being like that ever again, ever again. Not even just my life lifetime ever again it to is, have these players that supported yeah. the support. There was loads of you. It just seemed like it just seemed yeah. like the whole eleven were, were, <laughs> yeah. were fans. It was in, it was insane. Yeah, I think you'd have to ask the players, but I think it did rub off
3: on the other players about how much of fans, me and Kev were, and how much it meant to us and. Hopefully, it rubbed off on the other players because we used to tell them about the history of the club and what it meant to us. And it was just for me, just a special time of life. Like every every day going into training was just brilliant. Like you'd want to be there. The games. Look, don't get me wrong. When you lost, the the losses were even harder to take because again, I'm getting twenty phone calls or family. Why did we lose? Like, and then, <laughs> it's, that's, that's hard to take. It isn't. You having the same conversation and and you feel the pressure and. It was hard. I, I, I'm lucky, I was luckily decent under pressure. I could deal with it. I never got nervous for games. And then, but the one game I probably did feel a bit nervous was the Swindon one at home when one before the Sheffield Wednesday game. Oh we go. God! And what probably don't help you is when the, the owners of the club say they can't afford you if we don't go up. So you need to <laughs> win this yeah. game and the next game to go up, or this could be your last game for Yeah, Probably didn't need to enter the mix, but. I can say probably that was maybe one of my best games to keep was the Swindon at home game. when he scored early. And then it, we had Sheffield Wednesday away, which was a magnificent day.
2: Well, you must it, have done something was... right because they were singing singing your song on Saturday and you weren't even in the country. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> no, I'm just delirious. I'm not, as a QPR fan, I'm totally uncomfortable with all this good feeling. I don't like it. <laughs> I've, got no place, I've got no place for it. All this optimism and rubbish. No, 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 oh, no. You'll be really no, glad to
2: know that Finny thinks no. we'll finish second. Yeah, so we look forward that. to getting onto that.
3: UPR, I'm going to swear, if there's a way to fuck it up, we'll find a way. That should, <laughs> that should be in Latin <laughs> under our backs. <laughs>
5: because,
3: <laughs> that's QBR. I think the last time there was this... This good feeling was in the Premier League and we was gonna get into Europe because we've signed Bussing and all that. But that was it. We was qualifying for the Champions League. I keep saying to my family, they're like, Do you know what? Minimum playoffs this year. And I'm like, you're drunk again. What are you talk about minimum playoffs? Eight other teams saying that. Can we just have a better season than last year? And I'll take it because typical QPR, we've had a magnificent pre-season. Great end to last season. We've signed all these good players. We probably won't win for two months, and that's QPR. And do you know what? Yeah, we'll but and in yeah, we finished
2: ninth. That's natural progression now to get in the playoffs.
3: Yeah, you watch us fuck
0: it up. <laughs> 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 so, like, your your team talks must be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, <I'm>, yeah, so <laughs> inspiring.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah. you keep your fans. You know we're going to fuck it up, and if we don't, it's an added bonus. But just get. Get used to yourself. We'll probably go have a bad start to the season, and then we can build from there.
5: Because yeah. it's going
3: too good, and it's all rosy, and everyone's happy. That's where know, we pull the rug. Away. It's our year, Mark. Yeah,
5: <laughs> you know, it's, it's Mark. weird what
1: you you said there about you and Kev playing for Rangers. I remember um, I don't the Motors match when you were playing, and um, <laughs> someone from QPR contacted me and wanted me to find someone to go and talk to the players in the dressing room, and I goes. You're having a freaking laugh. There's nothing I can tell them or anybody else can tell them that Mark Friggin Bertram can't <coughs> tell them. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And it was almost like they didn't realise what they had in their own flipping dressing room, the people who ran the club at the time. It was madness.
3: Yeah, and just... But that was before we could get the team together. We had some injuries. We had Fraser Digby playing. And I think they told Fraser before the game that he won't get the new contract. And I think that was his last game. Again, that was not- incentive. Not great motivation for the <laughs> going out for a game. And then, yeah, it was, a, it was an awful game. But that sort of kicked us up the arse afterwards. because you've got, you got the playoff final
1: same season. It
3: was the Brentford game not far after. We Brentford at home. And that, the first game was scored. It was 1 0. I think it might have been the next home game after that. But again, with the, with the playoff final. The first home it,
1: game it, after Foxhall was Cardiff and Nick us.
3: We actually played really well that game, first half. And first 20 of,
1: minutes, we were all over them.
3: He played me right midfield, Ollie. I don't know why. I, I did <laughs> play. I was, to be fair, I was I was like Beck in that game. I was different. I, I whipped in three world class crosses to Brett Angel to head over from 4-0. <laughs> and that was that was that
5: like him. And Kevin yeah.
3: right, right, Kev. Kev even had the cheeks to say, "Why do you keep crossing to him, my well, mate? <laughs> get it. How about you get on the end of it?" But yeah, and then. I think Earnshaw <laughs> scored. Earnshaw <laughs> scored
6: actually in the
3: second half there. And I think that's yeah. why I, uh, me and Shoot had you know, a need... world of Earnshaw after that. In the, the,
1: the, final. The, the weirdest thing about what Marx just said about us, I was going to do an RZM to being really hopeful, positive. I've been mid midpoint. Yeah, I don't like it. Gonna...
3: I don't do that. I don't like everyone being so optimistic. <laughs> it's
1: not good. So, if you were doing a team talk for QPR fans before Millwall, Mark, what would your message for the season be? Diggle hole and stay in it or what?
3: No. Like, okay, let's go for the playoffs. And you're not going to get promoted in the first two months. I think QPR fans are expecting us to go on. We'll probably maybe draw two out of 15 games, but the rest of them, we're all going to win. Charlie Austin is going to get 35 goals. Lyndon Dykes going to get <laughs> <laughs> It's like, go calm down. We've just had a decent pre-season. That's it. We've had a good end to the season. Decent pre-season. Just let's relax and enjoy it. Just enjoy the fans being back, being back at Loftus Road, and see how it goes. Because I've seen this far too many times from QPR fan. I feel like a jilted lover, and then we're going back into a relationship. Now relax yourself. It's not that good.
0: But you're 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 in a good place. You're place. We're in a good place. not you're making me feel silly about my eight mil win against Millwall bet. <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly, and if we only win by three, it'd be hard. We're disappointed.
0: <laughs> talking
1: of Harry, Millwall, talking of Millwall, Charlie, what's what's I, your right? thoughts on Saturday about Millwall? <coughs> Apart from why have we given both tears?
2: Oh, oh, you say? Oh, oh, for me that one. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's controversial, really. Um, they're going to be so up for it. We're going to be so up for it. I, all, all that comes to mind is that a game a couple of seasons ago when a Birmingham fan and a QPR fan both both jumped out of the stand and had a little bit of scrap in the corner of the pitch. But um, I wouldn't write anything off for it. it it's, um, it's, it's ambitious from both clubs that nothing's going to happen. But let's see how, let's see how it
3: unfolds on Saturday. Mark? I think we'll win 2-0. I know I've said I played it down. But... <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee. guaranteed. I do believe that we'll win 2-0. But we'll win 2-0 and guess what? Minimum playoffs at least. And it's, a, it's a, the championship season. What, what the big question mark I've got, our players are really good when there's no fans in the ground. It's a completely different season next year. They've got to play with fans. Why do you think West Ham done so well? It's because they didn't have their idiot fans booing them off the pitch at half-time if they weren't winning two 0 And then and we they should play. I mean, so, and we've got a lot of players that haven't really played in front of crowds. That's why there was no difference between home and away. So now you've got to go away to grounds where there's decisions maybe given against the refs, get, refs will get influenced by fans. It's a completely... Last year was... That's completely different to this season. You've got to see how teams and players cope with actually playing back in front of crowds again.
4: Yeah, true. Harrison, what do you think? I think what uh, Mark said was just very accurate. I think as as you're playing quite a possession-based game, with fans, fans can start getting on players' back if it's going backwards too much, if it's a bit angsty. And that's what I don't know whether fans or, or the players might sort of
1: get anxious, over-anxious, but saying that, I'll go 3-0. <laughs> 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 Sean, I know you said it, nil, but what's your real bet?
0: I I am actually I, I I'm sticking to it, but I decided when we were playing Leicester that I was going to go and put a four nil bet on QPR four Millwall nil, which is, I, I feel stupid now. But I just think I I decided it when I was at the ground, and and I just think obviously it doesn't compare to the Ollie team with Birch and Gallon and and Furlong, but you can you can absolutely see that chemistry on the pitch and I know they're just friendlies but they you know they weren't friendlies last season there is a belief in those players and there's yeah there's, you, you can see that there's a bond I think you can see that 4-0 is probably a bit uh, a bit too much and, and me getting carried away but absolutely what I'm excited about that's different to like the, those Premier League years is is that that bond that I think I see you know we've talked about when I think Dykes got the goal, I can't remember against who last season. And and then Charlie was the first to sort of jump on him and Charlie seemed happier than Dykes about the goal. And and I just think that 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 that's so important. And but like like Mark is saying, I think it's so important. I don't I want us to win 4-0. That's the bet I'm gonna put on. I don't normally bet, but I'm gonna go and do it. But if we lose, it's so important to not turn direct I'm just happy to be there. I'm just happy to see us play and I'm happy to see a team that seems seemingly seems to care about the club and care about the result. And you know that that's important. So if we lose it doesn't matter. I'm still gonna be buzzing and I'm gonna be buzzing about the next game. I think it that the the supporters have a massive role in that and they've got to not turn on the on the team if it doesn't go the way that we're all hoping that it will go. I'm a, I'm
3: a big believer in law of averages, and that's what worries me. I think the last time Mill beat us at QPR was 1989. I was there. I think Jimmy Carter scored for Mill. I think yeah, he won Uh I think that's the last time they beat us there. So that worries me a tiny bit, because it <laughs> like, like us <laughs> when we not Forest, it had to happen sooner or later. And yeah. that's the only thing that worries me a tiny bit.
1: I, I must admit I seen that stat and it worried me. I hate them stats. I've said it a million times this podcast when someone hasn't scored for twenty five years or this team hasn't never beaten us at Rangers, you just know it's gonna go per shaped. But you know, I'm I'm quite confident. I'll take one nil off anyone's arse. I don't care. Just get the three points, uh, get back into the ground. It's gonna be weird to go back. It's gonna be I know we've done the friendlies I and mean, with the two games last season, but it's just gonna be nice to see Loftus Road full again. And I think it. Whatever happens this Saturday, it's going to be full. There's going to be a full away end. We're going to be pretty full. Everyone's going to be up for it. And, you know, it's going to be sad. There's a lot of people who ha- haven't been able to return because of, you know, passed on and everything else during the two years that we've been away. And it's going to be quite sad for a lot of people. But I'm just hoping that the day goes well and we win 2 0. If we win 4 0, everyone should thank Sean Mulch for making him an absolute fortune. What odds are what odds <laughs> it is in 4 0. It must be about 25 to 1, surely. I wouldn't. No, not, I mean, I've not done it yet, but I'm going, I'm going to. Well, can, no you, can you post your betting slip on Twitter, please, Sean? Yes,
0: will do. All
1: right, so <laughs> if you want to find out. But, Mark, going back a wee bit here, the, the Millwall QPR games, they're, they're quite feisty at times, aren't they? The, 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 there is definitely a kind of a, a wee bit of a rivalry that's going on between the two sides as well. Was it like that when you were playing for both sides?
3: No, not really. It was it, it was only the bird shit on his head, Darby. That's when it was uh, that's when they were singing that to me for about 80 minutes. But which was honestly like them giving you a clap. But then the return game at the then it was proper abuse. But
5: no, there was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah,
3: no really rivalry between QBR Mill. To be fair, the first time that I knew there was a rivalry between QPR and Brentford was when I was playing for Mill against Brentford. And then their fans were singing, stand up, stand up if you hate Rangers, stand up. If you-. And then there was other Rangers songs. And the Mill players went to me, is that a derby? Do they hate Rangers? I went, no. And that was, that was the first time I knew about that. <laughs> so I think Mill, Mill just got, look, you can't hate everyone. And they try to. They try. So, on the hate scale, cute further down there. They've got the West Ham, which is the pinnacle. Charlton and Palace get in there. Leeds are in there. They hate them. There's, uh, there's far too many other clubs on the hatred scale than Cube Yard. We're I don't even think we're in a European place on the hate table. So <laughs>
5: That's nice
1: to hear. I mean, the yeah. thing is, I'm looking at their side. Have you kept tabs on who they're brought in? Because I, honestly, am very ignorant. I've just looked at our transfer policy, which has blown me mind because it's looking pretty decent. And um, I'm just wondering who we should fear on the other side.
3: (laughs) Uh, No. Well, did they they sign Mason Bennett from Derby? I think he might have come in. They've got, uh, well, not really. Matt Smith still there, isn't he? Big Matt. Yeah. Good sub to come on. And you you know they're going to be hard working. They've got good size about them. Cooper Hutchins at the back. And be hard to break down so that's the thing first game of the season they'll probably be coming not to lose the game and maybe try and nick it on a set piece or something and that can always be difficult
1: well Charlie I don't know about you and Sean but I think well we're there on Saturday cheering Rangers on and getting involved where are you going to be Mark?
3: We got Bohemians at home oh yeah we got Bows at home 2 o'clock kickoff. so
1: you'll see the end of the game are you going to stream the end of the game yeah, or yeah.
3: just... no, to be fair I'm suspended as it goes so I could probably watch it on the laptop <laughs> in the stand it was, it, was, it was the most disgraceful it was the most what? disgraceful <laughs> yeah most disgraceful <laughs> I know. If the, it was in the cup game you've seen it Mike, with that goal <laughs> I, I felt like Al Capone where they couldn't get me on anything and they got me on a technicality for tax so this is they gave two penalties against me sent my player off I've not sworn I've done anything. We scored a goal in the 91st minute, and I had like an empty water bottle and I threw it in my dugout, cheering. And they sent me off for that for uh, unscrewed behaviour. And I, I, I appealed it. I went to the appeals commission. I appealed it in their statement. The ref and the fourth official approved not going to say lie because it's a strong word, but they, I caught them lying four times. And then <laughs> <laughs> I proved with video evidence they were lying four times. And yeah, I got off the three-game ban, but they gave me one-game ban because they never change it. You. You've got to do a minimum one game. I'm like, what sort of appeal process is that? The whole <laughs> of the league of Ireland in their history, this is what they told me afterwards, I've only overturned one red card when it was mistaken in identity, and they sent the wrong person off. If the red gives you a, a, a red card, even if it's completely wrong, you've got to do one game.
0: Yeah, so
1: Rob Styles would have been at home there
3: then, wouldn't he? My mate, Rob Styles. To be fair, Paul Furlong saved me from probably a lengthy ban when he sent me off, and Furs got me in a headlock, luckily, because, yeah.
1: I think oh, is was- sent... The one at Wickham?
3: Yeah, the one at Wickham. I was threatening to meet him outside in his car and it's everything. <laughs> was, uh, I was waiting, I was waiting in the tunnel for him, I'd lost it. And to this day, to this day, I still don't know what I got sent off for. I still don't know. He went <laughs> And he and what set me off, he went, shoo, shooed me, shooed me. <laughs> shoo. it. I've gone. And I could have probably got off the red card. They said, yeah, you can appeal and get off that red card, but you'll probably get a lengthy one for what you said, so just take the red. So I had to take three reds. <laughs> really me. Shoot. Uh,
1: oh. Harrison, have you ever come across that when you were playing there as being shooed off the pitch by the ref? That's 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 weird. There's
4: nothing worse than a ref that gives it, gives it a bit and has a bit of bottom and tries like. Won't speak to you, someone just won't speak to you, and there's nothing worse. You can say something, you'll try and get something out of him, and you'll just you'll, he thinks he's like above you. There's nothing worse, nothing. And then Lino, you're right, René, Linos, Uriah the worst.
3: Uriah René was the worst. he's up there with stars
4: He wants uh, you to swear at him, he just he's yeah. cute, He like teeing you up just to say oh. like, the C word, he's just teeing you up, oh. like, he's waiting for it. There's nothing worse.
1: But the thing is, Mark, I, I don't know about you, but Styles hated us. And was it something to do with you? No,
3: <laughs> he hated us before I come there. Yeah, I think no that way. was
1: Rob Steiner,
0: wasn't
1: it? It I was it, I, think. I, we'll, I was going ballistic. And we made for going. No, I think that's a red finish. Because there's no such thing as a red but it's a QPR player. There's no such thing. <laughs> and then whatever happened that day, Styles hated us. Every game he ref the, the game you're talking about. I think he sent two players off, didn't he?
3: No, double it. He sent four players off in the game.
1: Yeah, but I mean, from Rangers' point of view, he it sent two even minutes. Bad,
3: it wasn't even a dirty game. He sent four off.
1: No, it was a bit windy. He said
3: Marcus Bean. Brilliant. This is what made my day a little bit. I was a bit when I got sent off. Marcus Bean got sent off for getting ddt by their Ramage centre forward. He literally got redlocked and slammed him on the floor, and Beanie got sent off for it. So I was chuckling about that afterwards. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> First time a player's ever been sent off for getting beat up with a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: no, fair enough. Yeah, that was to be fair. I was at that game, and he—he he, it was just Styles being Styles, wasn't it? He nearly started a bit of a mini right in the way end. It was just, but then he, he people just he
3: weren't got, allowed to rip us after that game.
1: That's a good
3: point. Us after that. oh, that's interesting. I know he never refed us after that because I think we put in a complaint for the Fulham game that he refed and he sent a couple of players off in that game. I wonder what it was. We
1: just didn't like it. I mean, there are refs that don't like it, isn't there? I mean, you can tell as a fan, and you must know Mark and Harrison as players, there's certain refs that just don't like certain teams and you're never going to win them over. And Styles, we could have we led on the best do for him ever, sent him on the best holidays ever, and he still would have sent off Bertram.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: but the way I look back at it, the ones, I've yeah, but he mind. never got booked for dissent, though.
1: So, yeah, but to be honest with you, Mark, I'm, I'm I, as although I'm Northern Irish, I'd like to apologize for the League of Ireland for sending you off. Um, so that's actually it Red Card, undeserved. What's
3: that? Yeah, is that
1: yeah. you? Yeah.
3: It, it no, but to card. be fair, the amount I I, like Harrison said, out of my actual reds, more than half of them shouldn't have been. But then again, <laughs> you look at the amount you get away with. i will be, nowadays, you'd be, i will be suspended every game, especially with video evidence and everything. It's horrendous. <laughs> How can you play football like that? It's, not clear, it? it's disgusting. It's, it's like ice hockey when they, they attained ice hockey so there was no fighting and smashing their heads against the glass. And everyone wants to see a bit of that, surely. Not stamping on a foot or everyone wants to see that. It's
1: just you, been Yeah, but you just know on Saturday, don't we? We just know the first meaty challenge of Saturday, the whole ground's going to erupt because we'll wait it two years for it 15 yeah. months, whatever. And it's gonna be do you know what? It's gonna be bloody fantastic getting back into on Saturday. Um, Charlie, Sean, are you going? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what are you look, yep. what are you most looking forward to?
2: Go ahead,
0: oh well, I uh, I think well that fit that uh, 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 to be honest, it's quite strange because all, I've been to a couple of friendlies and normally it just means it just means nothing. I, I, like sometimes I would just you know like the, the ball would go in the back of the net and you, I think I would just clap like it didn't. It was just a friendly, it didn't matter. But because our friendly was against United. It was a very different. It didn't feel like a friendly. It felt like a, a game. Mm. So when when we scored against United, that it was sort of like a a real. It was like felt like a real game. Like I was properly celebrating and going crazy. So I feel like I've already done that. But the yeah, the feeling of the seeing the ball go in the back of the net and that being a, like a meaningful goal and actually being there with the people that you go to QPR with. I just yeah, it's gonna be. Amazing. I mean, that's if we score. You know, that is if we score. But
5: that, all four, of course, yeah? that's
0: what. Yeah, all four. <laughs> that's, that's what we're all looking looking forward to, isn't it?
1: Oh god, eh, Charlie.
2: I, I think you're now on the head. I think it's just that that whole buzz around a match day. It's like if you're on a match day, it's like the 90 minutes of football is kind of just it's just a small element of the day. It's the whole build up. It's getting out yeah. nice and early. Partners, like you say the people that you haven't seen for so long and that just that whole experience and the interaction with everyone around the game so no very excited to get back down there and just just that that buzz of a match day like you said the man united game was a really weird one because he was just tell yourself, oh it's just a friendly got down there and it felt like it was a cup final yeah something you're jumping up and down going crazy and you're thinking no, it is only a pre-season friendly but um yeah no, that 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 bars of of the, the open day of the season, um, and and as well with everyone been out for so long and a proper meaningful game,
0: um, it's going to be very exciting. Very for could can, can I can I ask a question in regards yeah. to friendlies? Because I went to United and I went to Leicester. What is there anything that you know? It, it kept, the, the fact that we, we you know we were fantastic against United and and uh, for most of the well yeah you know the Leicester game that got a. A top Premier League team there. do, do are, you allow, are you allowed to get excited because of the way that you have performed in friendlies? Or, or, or you know, what? where are you coming at that from? Or do you just go, it's just a friendly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Obviously, matter what happened. It, absolutely nothing. Right, okay, great. Cool.
3: As, a, as an individual, as a player, you're thinking, right, I've got through that. We played against Man United under-23s, really, or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And, like, Leicester... They're not, really not bothered to come in down QPR in a friendly. They're just trying to get yeah. injured. And yeah. again, we're getting excited over friendlies. We get, I didn't see us cheering that much against Cambridge when we beat them. But that's technically Harrison like, was. our man. He's <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> done the fist
3: bump. He's done the fist but, sure. but, yeah, but no, but friendlies mean nothing. Okay. You lose every, every game in friendly, all that matters is that first game of the season you start the season well. Yeah. But, is it but when you talk about going to watch the, to watch the team, in all my time at QPR as a player, coach, the most emotional I've ever got, and near to tears, is going to watch the team with my dad, my kids, my brother, and his kids. And it's just like, took me back to when I was a kid. I, get just, I actually got emotional doing that. So not playing and scoring, just going as, as a fan and like as the family, thinking, one... Part of me thinks, good, you little fuckers. I've, I've passed this disease on to you. You're not going to into it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to suffer. Now you can suffer. But as a, as a parent, I've done my job. All my kids are QPR fans. Yes, there's probably a lot of bribery in that. And but no, but I do, I get emotional when I think about now. Just because I remember I used to go with my granddad, my dad, my cousins, and then just see all of us there. It's, it does get emotional. And I, I love going to watch QBR. And I don't normally... Sometimes I have to go in the, the corporate bit, but you'll see me when we get tickets, I'd rather buy them and go in the upper loft and we've got all the family there.
1: Yeah, I can vouch for that. What about you, Harrison? Who did you go to school to with? It was always my dad and my brother. Um We'd always...
4: That just was always there. We'd meet some my dad's friends quickly in the pub, but that was me and my... And then when my brother sort of went and lived elsewhere then it was just me and my dad and i used to love it That was just me and my dad time just same routine same parking spot same everything just <laughs> bitch bitch about the players bitch about the ref, just everything about it was just class. and then there was <laughs> now i've started playing football now my mum gets dragged bless her because my dad can't let go of the other season tickets so she gets dragged on a saturday or tuesday and then <laughs> the, the one or two days like the occasional day i don't have a tuesday night game i go so my mum get my mum gets the evening off or whatever but yeah no that was class i used to love it i
5: think, think
3: it's great i think it's great that as a fan like you all got your favorite player but i think every fan should have that player they hate in the team i think <laughs> So you always have someone. You go, how does no, no, he play? My, my, my brother stopped going to watch QPR for <laughs> nearly over 10 months because of Steve Yates. He hated Steve <laughs> Yates. I don't know what it was about him. Like, <laughs> someone, <laughs> would cross, someone would cross the ball, hit volume from 40 yards, and my brother would it's like, Steve Yates, look at him. He's though to be, I think he was sub. It'd be Steve Yates' <laughs> <laughs> and he stopped, I and agree he stopped with going you. to QPR because of Steve Yates. So I don't believe, like, you can boo the team. If, if you pay your money, boo the team, I to say the players. If they're booing, they've got their right to boo. And if they're on your back, you do. I think every football fan, you'd have a football team you love, football team that you hate, a player that you love, and a player that you dislike in your own team. And I think that's more than fair. So no,
2: for me, Paul <laughs> Konczewski was one that bugged me Every <laughs> single game. Like, I was sitting <laughs> PU, and he'd like, obviously, when we'd. Be shooting um, towards the LSE Road stand, and he'd be playing left back right in front of me. And just he could just never do anything right for me. It was just he was just had a howl of that season. Every game, I'd just be and nitpicking, a, but every again, thing. a
3: great guy, a great professional, yeah, great, great bloke, attitude. great bloke. But yeah, but you got your right. He was 37
2: life. when he played for us, to be fair. But yeah, mine I I, I was, mine was Steve
3: Slade. I really didn't like Steve Slade, he'd really annoy oh. <laughs> he really annoyed. Sometimes when he went through one on one, I wished he missed, and it normally comes through. <laughs> I just didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want the song coming on with Steve Day say, goal scorer. A bit like Mark Hateley. A bit like Mark oh. Hayley. When he didn't, I used to, the bit inside me used to cheer when he didn't score. Because i think.
1: good. Well, he, when he did score, he took the piss like the Rangers fans, didn't he? He did the old hand to ear thing. It's like, But he, we yeah, did say that,
3: that was Barnes in the cup, wasn't it? I think we played Barnsley. No, no, I think, didn't he score against Wimbledon? Yeah, but that was, uh, was that a weight?
1: Yeah, that was it. Um, there That's when we beat
3: for beat him up in the tunnel. Yeah, that did he? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. But, um, <laughs> well, see, I, I always hit Steve steep moral. And one time, I can't remember why, but I was walking down where the boxes were.
5: <laughs> Look oh, at yes, you I hating that. your own.
1: What?
3: Look at you hating your own. You're in the midst
1: no, no, I wasn't <laughs> hitting him. Steve, I know I'll I I'll, I'll Northern Irish. Yeah, well maybe. Yeah. And um he was he was walking he was walking on crutches and um I know what I was doing down there before anyone thinks I was being brads. It was my mate's birthday, and he got me in a box and I got very drunk. And Steve always was walking past the crutches. I goes, Hey, Steve, all right? He was all right, no bother. Um, how long are you out for? And he goes, was about three months. And I was like, you couldn't make it six, could you? And he went up. <laughs> I was ashamed of myself. I just, I, I never forgive him for that match at Luton away. He was horrendous. Do you remember that one when Peacock scored? I think Peacock scored the last minute to get a 3-0 draw. But Steve, oh, he was awful for us. Scored a great goal at his debut and then just went downhill like a rocket after that. Yeah. Uh, I'm if Steve Morris listened to this podcast, Steve, I apologise and um, I'm a bad human being and I deserve to go to hell. Harrison, who was the player you picked on? just trying to think now. Birch him? Um, nah, I didn't.
4: I I liked Birch. I liked Birch, exactly.
3: so don't I. Don't, listen <laughs> don't listen to him hating his own Steve
4: <laughs> Just You um, must have hit... Hang on, there must have been an English... Nah, like, just, Steve Slip was English. i tell you who I, for some reason, hated. Remember Santos?
1: I do. Oh, George is George. You know George
4: what? No, I couldn't handle it because he—he was because he, he used to wear socks up, didn't he? Did he? he used to think he was like Maradona? So I used to—I used to. He used to well,
5: no, me.
3: he was a great bloke, but he had no power gauge on his shot. <laughs>
5: yeah, it was
3: always—it it was just always fucking hard. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> <Mate. laughs> <Five laughs> Fifty-yard shot, boom. But, there was some reason
4: yeah, he used to it, drive me mental. <laughs> He, he and was, my dad was, used
1: to hate him as well. We hate him. Who <laughs> was who was the two QPR players that had the massive punch up? Uh, uh, well, I got blamed for
3: that. Nothing to do with me. I were not even. There. I got blamed. I got called in the office for that. It was Arthur no, It was No Airy and oh, man, Blanco, different... the famous Sirs Blanco. Ah yes, yes. Absolutely horrendous. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, that
3: horrendous. it was a, Why did you get leads? <laughs> to be fair, Serge Blanco, he went. We I mean, were. he only took us picture and putt one day, and there was like a squirrel come down from the tree, and he didn't know what it was. So he was from Cameroon. He's like, What is what is? I mean, like, it's a squirrel, mate. Really? Wheel. And he started chasing it around, like, just trying to catch his squirrel. It was, to be fair, it was the quickest I've seen him move at the club. But like, it was him and Arthur nowhere, and, no, and And big Arthur, bless him. We went, uh, we went to Scotland pre-season and his passport run out for 10 years. And he was doing the maths and you're giving it, like, Arthur, like, how old was you when you had this photo? Uh, and it's like, I'm 19. <laughs> like, it's a senior passport. How old are you now? fuck. <laughs> <Arthur>, it don't <laughs> add mate. And then he, he, he couldn't come pre season because of his passport. And it literally looked like someone had got like a photo and just put cellar tape all around it and gave it passport <laughs> <laughs> and so he couldn't come on pre season with us. Do um, you know why they were fighting? I don't know who's, who had the worst touch, and I don't think <laughs> they both wanted to claim who's the worst one. But no, and it all kicked off in the car
1: it's, it's weird, Lo Harrison, isn't it? Because in them days, I'm sure Mark, there must have been a lot of punch ups and training and so on. But these days, if there's a punch up and training, it ends up in the front page of the bloody newspapers. It's mad. Yeah, not my level, yeah. but um,
4: I tell you, we had um, Sean Derry was our manager for a bit.
5: Mm. He was manager oh, for about yeah. two years. I'll
4: tell you what, that yeah. would get you in the team if you had a punch-up. <laughs>
5: <be> really? <interesting. laughs> like, like,
4: so during training, if he you, if you had the ball, because he joined in training, he was still a player, like, seriously good. He'd show, he'd show you how to, like, even his left foot, he'd show me how to take free kick and I still couldn't do it. Um, and he'd, 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 he'd join in training. And if you didn't hit him, if, like, in training, you didn't, like, go through him, he'd, he'd say to you, like, next time, go through him. It was, it was mental.
1: He loved it. <laughs> he was he was a great player. A right, coming to, we're going to, go to the, do predictions quickly and then we'll go to the R's end. But um, Actually, no, we'll do the R's end first because we'll, we'll, that would be a nice thing to do. Charlie, what is your R's end?
2: This week we've seen uh, Warburton. I'm not, actually, you know, I'm not actually sure if it's fully been confirmed whether he has signed a new contract or he's set to or the exact status of it, but he's pending or is confirmed, one of the two. What have you all made of, of Warburton and, and how big a part do you think he is of QPR's plans going forward now and how important is he for us?
3: Mark? And yeah, we've got him. We've got back the manager. He's been in there. He's had a, a, he's had a fairly long time. He's had enough. Well, as a team, you need four transfer windows really to get your team together, which I think he's had. Mm. And he's brought his players in. Uh, we've spent our money wisely. And I think he is integral part. I don't know how much truth there was in Eustace turning down the Swansea job to stay at QBR. I don't think he's a local lad and loves the club, but uh, he's, been, he's been integral to the backroom staff. So it's good for us that he stayed and it, as, is part of the backroom staff. And I think the, the way that Mark plays his football is good for us. It's good for the way we've... Because we've rec- we've he's been in there long enough, he's been able to recruit players for his system. Instead of trying to use other players' players for your system, which never really works, which normally happens at QBR, where it's a conveyor belt of managers, and you've got a squad full of three different managers' players. Mark's had the windows now to get his team together, and I think if you look at his team, it's all players that he's brought in. So as a manager, that's so what we can hope for, and hopefully it starts really well, and this, this could be the year that we, we can see us getting in the playoffs. Hopefully, don't get too John Someone's changed their tune. I did because <laughs> it was like definite, like without question, minimum before. Because we, because we drew with Leicester in the pre we're sucking you in, definite. yeah. So, but I'm saying hopefully, if it goes well, and we, we start the season well and we'll get a role, it could be the year for the playoffs. But I think he's done well and he's deserved his new contract,
1: yeah. Greg, I said it was rumored he was two games away from the sack at one stage. and... It wasn't looking good. How he's turned it around, I think it's been pretty damn good and he deserves a contract. Sean?
0: Well, I think I think that uh the sticking with him through that that period, I think was it the Christmas period where yeah. it yeah, was looking yeah, looking like he was gonna go and, and look, that they, they stuck with him, thank God, because I think you know, if he had gone then, I I do not think we'd be in the position that we're in. Today, where the club is feeling good and it's looking good and the, the future looks good, so I think that well,
2: we're guaranteed promotion, isn't it, Mark?
0: Where we're going to win the Champions <laughs> League and the world, the well, world,
3: we've well, we got to be honest. Here, so, um, as a manager, but- the contract ain't worth the paper it's written on. If you lose, <laughs> if you start, it ain't, if the season starts bad yeah. yeah. and you're you're near the bottom the league, yeah, it's that, don't matter what contract you're on. And normally, there's some sort of financial get out for either the manager or the so it's great, it's great, it's a tune for. 18 year deal, whatever they wanted, get. and but you normally get a year's payout anyway. So if it don't go well, you you could go, and they know that as a manager. But it's good that there is some continuity in the club. Sorry, to Stephen Shaw, before you say we're going to win the yeah,
0: But that's it. That's exactly it. And I think the continuity has has shown to to finally to stick with someone. It's 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 paid off. It's absolutely paid off. And it feels like, I mean, I never know what I'm talking about when it comes <laughs> to the actual. Football. If you ask me, did we play well? I just look at the score, and if we've won, I go, yeah. I don't. I, I never. I never know. But you know, it's. Um, I'm glad we stuck with him. That's all. I think it's just great that we're not. We're not on to the next one.
1: How did you
4: find him, Harrison? Yeah, I think um, he's built quite an exciting team. Young players, which is nice. Sort of, as we said earlier, you can relate to them. They look like they like playing for the club, which has been a change from obviously. Recent years, um, exciting football, and I mean, let's be honest, the Rangers' budget isn't going to be the best in the league by a long stretch. So the fact that he's built a squad that he has, with when you compete against some of the teams in the championship, I think he's done really well.
5: Yeah,
2: fair
1: so, point. Was that your R Z, Charlie? That was yeah. Okay,
0: Sean. All right. Well, do you know what? All it was is that it was just a war. It was uh, another Warburton thing, really. And I just thought, um, why do you, th- do you think that come the Millwall game that the fans will be singing Warburton's Blue and White Army? Because I still don't think that's, I still don't think that's happened yet. And then I now we're at fan. the point where, did it happen? Oh, yeah. I did Man, you could right, okay. have singing it.
3: Oh, the old man, twenty yeah. 23s game. Now. Everyone must have been so pissed. They were singing birds as well. I get anyone singing
0: the To be
1: fair, they did have £135 million pounds worth of talent on the pitch.
3: That's good. And most yeah. of that talent is trying not to get injured.
1: No, no, I disagree. Most, most I think QPR players are playing for a transfer to a higher level. And um, I'd like to think that we rose above that and, and spanked their arses like a Dennis Bailey day.
3: But even putting that in the same sentence, I'm disgusted in
5: you. (laughs)
3: Dennis Dennis Bailey, hallelujah, 4-1 at Old Trafford for beating their reserves at Loftus Road in the pre-season friendly. So, (laughs) your mouth out for You should never talk about that ever again in the same sentence. That's
1: twice (laughs) the thing you've done. Pick it up, (laughs) and then not appreciating the league win. You're quite right. I always, you know what? I always like playing United to see how long. God rest him, Big Mac would stay on the pitch for. He didn't like Mark Hughes either. He had good reason.
3: No. Uh, yeah, he, got, he got sent off in the FA Cup game against him, didn't he? I think yeah, he,
1: he, he accidentally heard him. heard him. I
3: actually spoke about to Mark Hughes about that. He said, yeah, there used to be a few tussles every here with Mac up. Yeah. They, yeah. Oh, like, I think Mark Hughes done him once and then I think that was even. it was one each and they just left it at that.
1: I think, yeah, <laughs> they seem to go for afters, but Mark... I'm shit scared to ask you what your R's end is in case it involves us getting relegated, but you know what? In for a penny, in for a pound. What's your R's,
3: no, R's I, end? I, I didn't get the memo. I didn't know we was doing an R's end, but it'd be <laughs> it'd be don't get too it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, please don't get too excited and don't get too upset. It's a long season. It's all it's all down to where we are at in, mate. That's what matters. And it'd be a roller coaster we we'll win some games that we shouldn't and we we'll lose some games that we shouldn't. And we're going in the right direction and let's just enjoy being back at Loftus Road supporting the team. And if we win, it's a bonus. We're QPR fans, we're not yeah. used to winning anyway. So, let's just enjoy that. It's QPR and there's a little bit of a good feel factor. That's <laughs> you you, my you forgot
2: thing. to add on your bit about booking a train ticket to Wembley on the, the 17th of May. Yeah. <laughs> what, the league winners go to
3: Wembley? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> there we go, we're getting you in.
1: <laughs> Harrison, ours end is a bit, will be sort of anything else we, we sort of, it's on our mind as QPR fans we talk about. So, what's your ours end?
4: Okay, um, who do you reckon Charlie Austin or Dykes top scorer Austin Austin who Austin. do you reckon I have pens because Dykes was on them wasn't he
2: mm. Mm. did it at the bar though
3: mm. it's a difficult I think, I think when it
2: comes to the se- start of the season Austin will be grabbing that ball if and Charlie he, and he Austin stays him. fit
3: Charlie Austin if he stays
2: mm. fit
1: talking about penalties yeah. I think Willet would will take penalties I think he's got he could have a really wicked shot on him I don't know what I'm basing that on,
2: just my football knowledge, but yes. Harris, I just want to come
5: in and just ask, how was it
2: to to sort of play your final game against QPR? How was it to finally play against the boy? It's not final, is it? It's a
4: testimonial. No, you're retiring me
2: there, (laughs) (laughs) man. No, 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 no. No, I don't know know why I said
3: that. Inside
2: info, Charlie got inside info there. <laughs> the <timing on> the <laughs> no, spot. no, no, no. Sorry, I don't, I don't know why I said that. All I meant was, what was it like to play against your boyhood club after? Obviously, you seemed you anticipating it for quite a long time.
4: Yeah, it was just class. I mean, it was it was just nice to have fans back into it. It felt like a real proper game, and the fact that QPR brought so many fans was just mental. I mean, that was mm. amazing. Um, just to hear fans, just everyone get excited. Don't get me wrong, I didn't really kick the ball for ninety minutes, but. Um, <laughs> it was nice it was nice to watch QPR first act <laughs> best I was, I stadium nice watch, I was just chasing shadows but yeah it was nice to watch
3: was so, would you would you like to have played against QPR in like a league game or something
4: yeah that'd be I mean you know what my dream would be to play against QPR or play against QPR but at Loftus road and because yeah. where my dad would sit he would sit so near he'd be able to, I'd be able to hear him abuse me from a throw in
3: <laughs> I had that every game anyway. But I never wanted to. I never wanted to, never wanted to draw QPR I never wanted to, and I luckily never played against QPR as, as a player. And I went, I remember I remember there was one time, I think it was the FA Cup game, and we Mark McGee says to me, I think if, if we'd have won we could have played QPR and he said, I bet you'd love to play against QPR. This was, I mean, I was going, no, I wouldn't. Just, and I always said to him, look, if we ever was in the division, QPR needed to win the game and we, <laughs> had, nothing, we had nothing to play for, I wouldn't play.
4: Yeah. Yeah, no, I could get that.
3: I couldn't that. trust myself just in case. It's like, <laughs> what about if he did score and like stopped and go? I wouldn't be able to lift myself. So I'd said, no, nah, I'd be injured. <laughs> and I remember him giving it, no, you don't really mean that, dear, because. I was like, yeah, 100% mean it. I couldn't ever. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's not a conversation. I'll take a five. if it need I couldn't play in a game where it meant nothing to my team, but it could, they needed to stay up or or go up. I could never do it. And luckily, I never played against QBR. I was quite happy with that.
1: That that goes back to Kev when he was playing in that game in Huddersfield, was not it? When we went down, I
3: don't even give it. He tried to miss the penalty on purpose.
5: Absolutely (laughs) rubbish!
3: (laughs) The rubbish on We Let him tell you that one. Oh yeah, like the old Robbie Fowler one. I missed that one on purpose. No, no, no. (laughs) You're
1: not having it. No, not at
3: all. (laughs) Why take the penalty then? In the first place, if you didn't want to score it, let someone else take it. Just in case you scored it. He perhaps, took it to
1: saw it. Perhaps he took it to stop them to scoring. It. No.
3: Not when you got a goal bonus, and I know how tight it <laughs> it <is. laughs> That's a firm.
1: Actually, When you put it like that, Mark, and I have to agree, fine. You agree. Thank you. Ma- my my end is, is very quick and very short, but a wee bit poignant. It is, um At the end of this podcast, it's going to be a recording. We're going to do this throughout the season of, of people who have lost QPR fans, and they're going to tell us about who they lost and the the journey together as Rangers fans. And it's going to be Alan Charles talking about his dad, who's no longer with us, and, and that's going to be the podcast. And also, I'd like to dedicate this podcast to uh, Finlay Millington, who was born sleeping, Um during all this, and um, I'm sure Daphne will be looking after him in the sky for his mum and dad. And um, it sort of makes you realise that, you know, this is a family. We do look after each other. And um, for people like that on Saturday, it's going to be hard. And best wishes to all those people who have lost someone during this pandemic in this time, because it's going to be bloody hard for you guys. But if you kind of see someone who you knew went with someone before the game on Saturday, this is everyone in general in in the crowd... And they look a bit unhappy or whatever, or sad as it would be. Just give them a smile. Let them know that you've noticed that they're not with who they normally are. And um, maybe go and say hello, introduce yourself, and have a wee yarn with them because we're QPR, but we're also a bloody family. So let's keep it like out. never lose sight of what we are. And that was my RZ. Now, I'm go- I'm- Mark, you're going to last for predictions, right? Because I'm terrified of what you're going to say. Because I'm feeling positive, I'm feeling happy, I'm going first. This is the best pre season ever the best players ever, the best management team forever. And we're going to just rock this league, win it hands down. And don't go up, lads. Don't go to the premiership. Give it to someone else. Show that we are a proper charity club. Give that, because it scares me. The Premier League scares me after the last time. But I'm going for 2-1 Rangers. And I don't care who scores. I don't care how we score. Get in the ground. See a win. See live football again. It'll be the best therapy known to man. Mark,
3: is that a crack pipe behind you? I think I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually flowers. You you're the best, okay? Then <laughs> it's not that stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, um, I think it'd be a good season. I'm not saying that, but I just don't like the over optimism. And look, I think we'll win Saturday. What did I say? It'll be one nil, two nil. Mm. Yeah, I've got, i got
0: excited there. I'm taking it back down to one 0 All right. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I say four. I think we'll concede one, so four one. I'm, ch- I've changed my mind. I'm, Bert Burgess oh, brought, brought me down. Burgess brought me down. You yeah.
3: was miles off before. <laughs> oh, much more, much, much more sensible before one. Yeah, I'm going one
1: Harrison, I go two, oh, two one. I'm liking this. Charlie, come on, you are positive <laughs> kind of guy. You're young. You 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 haven't been dragged through the mud just so much over QPR, but you have actually probably. Never mind. What do you think?
2: <laughs> I'm going for three-one. I think we'll we'll get we'll we'll get three on the board, and I think we'll we'll let a uh, a late one in, but it will still be enough to to uh, come home with the three points in the first game of the season.
1: Oh, and then of course we'll lose Dorian.
2: Yeah, well, we'll worry about that one when it comes around. But let's enjoy Saturday.
1: <laughs> well. I'm going to let you all go now because I know Sean's got to go and do something at eight o'clock and Mark's got to go and do his team talk to the Samaritans and get them all going. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you did, Mark, as ever, come on as much as you want, fella, the podcast. You've been brilliant as usual and um, you are a QPR legend and I, I, I say that with heartfelt and I'm deeply sorry for what I said to Steve Morrow. I didn't realise you liked him
3: so much. No, I didn't, but I just, if country, You comes don't have. you don't see me having to go at junior oil, do you? Got <laughs> <your eyes>. Charlie, <laughs> see you next week,
1: big man. Sean, no doubt I'll probably see you Saturday as walking through yes. to stand with a bag of chips in your hands.
5: Yes.
1: And Harrison, thank you so much for joining us. And Harrison, please come on again during the season as well, big man. You're more than welcome. Let me know. Thanks for having me. It's great. Good luck no Hopefully see you down in Elsley for a drink one day. Definitely. Well, people, this has been Open All Ours. Please support us during the season. We'll tell you how you can do the patron things once we work it all out, sort it all out, and Charlie gets his head together. He's the saviour of the podcast now. i am throw it all on his. And we're going to win Saturday, and thank you for listening. Come on, you ours, Let's freaking win Saturday.
6: Hi, I'm Alan Charles, and I've been supporting the Rangers since 1966. I think I'm looking forward to the football this season. Recruitment and management of the squad has been, in my opinion, pretty fantastic and shows some ambition, and that's something I can't say when I've seen last. However, on another note, I'm also both sad and apprehensive of return, as I lost my dad, lifelong Rangers fan, during this, in my opinion, poorly managed pandemic. In a way, we also lost another fan, his brother John who feels he can no longer go without my dad, although health issues might also be a problem. In terms of history, my granddad started the QPR journey for us in 1904. Then my uncle first went in 1934 with my dad in 1937. I joined them in 1966 and between us we've seen it all. Rags to riches, heroes to zeros again and again. I'm surprised we've actually all lasted this long anyway. So, this year I find myself alone at games, although I have moved my seat to my dad's as he always had the best one. So, I'm excited, sad, hopeful, but dare I say I'd rather we were a great club in the championship than a poor one in the Premier League.